Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So Gypsy Rose is on a media tour right now. She is fresh out of prison uh, after serving time for the uh, murder, murder of her mom. And she is making the rounds and expressing some remorse over killing her mom, even though she wasn't the one who physically did it. She instigated it. But there was um, a comment made by Joy Behar on The View, we're going to get into in a minute, yeah. that really kind of opens up an interesting argument here. But let's get into her remorse. Uh, but she, uh, during her interview with ABC, with ABC News, this is what she said uh, about making the decision to um, put this murder plot in, in motion for her mother. She clearly regrets it, um, and she's talking about why. Your mom has been portrayed as a monster. I don't believe my mother was a monster. She had a lot of demons herself that she was struggling with. I didn't want her dead. I just wanted out of my situation, and I thought that that was the only way out. Is it fair that he is incarcerated for life for killing your mom and you're out? Well, I'm sure that we both have a lot of regrets. All I can really say is that I did my time. He's doing his time for his part. Um, and I wish him well on his journey. So this is your happily ever after, the gal who liked being a princess. It is, yeah. I had to kiss a couple frogs to get to this one. Handsome face. Oh, thank you, baby. I don't think it's a fair question to say, is it fair that, that he's, he's, in life, yeah. he's in prison for life because they're separate. Yes. First of all, she was never in separate crimes. Well, it's really the same crime, but well, she pled guilty. He had a trial. She mm -hmm. could have rolled the dice and gone to trial. He didn't. I, I'm not even sure they offered him that. Right. So, I mean, you just can't look at that as an equivalent. I, I, and by the way, it may not be fair in the sense of, you know, they both were in on it, right. but it's not on her. It's not yes. on her. Right. Uh, true. So uh, now you've heard her express the remorse. Um, she got into that again this morning on The View. And, and I think, and I, this is what I heard on the GMA interview, that she is saying, I, I believe, one, I, she means it. I'm not, I'm not at all saying that she's making this up. But I also think there is some PR here. Just like when you're in front of a judge that you need to show remorse. Oh, there's total PR And I here. think total PR. to the public she yeah. has to show remorse because yep. she has become this huge celebrity. You can't be yes. a beloved celebrity if you are celebrating the fact that you did this crime, right? So she, again, on The View, starts to express some remorse. But the reaction she gets from Joy Behar is interesting. 
If there is someone out there watching right now, please listen to me, heed my words, that you are not alone in, in, in this you know, situation. There are other ways out. Um, I, did, I did it the wrong way. Um, no, so, no, no, no. you know. Don't say that. I, I did. No I, choice, I did really. something wrong, and I, I paid my dues for oh, it. Oh, you mean that part? Yes, the part of it, oh, yeah. you know, that part of it. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going with this? Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, I wish Joy would have kind of explained what she meant because clearly she realized that she had misspoken when she was like, oh, you mean the murder thing? Yeah, you did that wrong. Um, but it's interesting kind of what you guys said to the, the media training part or kind of the how you'd play it up to the judge. It, it seems like in these interviews that we've seen of her, and of course The View is very much a live interview where you can't stop it, um, that she is media trained. And I don't know when that started or if she kind of trained herself when she was behind bars because she kind of knew that this was going to be happening. But between her social media campaigns, these interviews we're seeing and everything else, she's pretty polished. She's, she's saying all the right things. And it's showing in how much um, celebrity she has gained in just in a week, right? So I want to get so in, I, I want to get into something. I when I Harvey and I were discussing what Joy said, and I just said, wow, I can't believe Joy said that. She must have just misspoke. You think she has a point. I want to make this point. And I, I think of myself as a juror if she ever went to trial, what I would do. If you heard her in the ABC interview, she said, I just didn't find a way out at the time. She didn't know. She now says there are ways out, and yes. she regrets it, and she's correct about that. And, and, and so she's trying to and she understands, other people. She understands that, the right way of doing it. Right. What I'm saying is, and I, and I have a feeling this is what Joy Bayer, although I don't know whether Joy right. Bayer meant this or not. What I'm saying is, and this is what I've been thinking about a lot since she got out, is that she was a kid. And her mom was making her go under the knife in surgery after surgery. She was about to make her have a doctors insert a tube in her stomach when she didn't need it. Mm -hmm. Now, if she, as a kid, is thinking, what do I do? Do I go to the police? Because what are the police going to do? They're going to go to my mom, and my mom's going to say she's sick, and then all of a sudden my mom's going to punish me because I went to the police. If she felt at the time in her circumstance, with everything her mom was doing, that there was no way out. I'm not sure, as a juror, if this came to trial, that I would nail her with a murder charge. Harvey. And I mean that. Harvey, but you cannot, she is telling other people, do not she's do right. what I did. And she's right. Right? But Because no. she understands that what she did was not the right way. And if you think that she- I'm not saying it was the right was sophisticated way. enough to go through that whole process and think, well, what happens if I go to the police? And then that's not going to work out. And she's also sophisticated enough. Yeah, I, no, I absolutely, she's also believe, that. Sophisticated I absolutely enough, believe that. She's also sophisticated enough to conceive of this murder plot against her mother mm -hmm. that she can't find a way out. If she's sophisticated enough as a child to have those thoughts, Charles, then she can find a Charles, way out. You've and heard, that's what well, she's telling. Hold on. And that's what she's telling other children who might be in the, in the same situation She's right telling now. other children the right thing now. Correct. I'm saying back then, think about battered women, that when a woman is battered, there is a way out when you're not involved in the situation. Right. But when you are a battered woman in a situation like that, you don't see the way out as easily. Okay. You think about going to the police and what the revenge you're gonna get on the abusive spouse. All I'm saying is we understand that really well. Think about a kid who is under the thumb of an abusive mother 
where you feel the same way. And your point is if she had gone to trial and a jury, that the jury would see it the way you're saying. I don't know the jury would see it the way, I, I'm just telling you the way I honestly feel about this. Carson Daly here, I'm 25 and us Gen Zers love uh, Gypsy Rose. We're throwing her a release party, hopefully she can make it. Uh, she's made it. <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing. By the way, if you don't think crime pays, she is going to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. I mean, she, this is being... Somebody is managing her very, very well. well. Even before she very did the ABC well. interviews, she was... I mean, obviously, they're, you know, paparazzi. Everyone's waiting for her as she arrives at ABC. She also did this... There's this TikTok trend, which I just learned about, called uh, GRWM. Get ready, get ready with me? Get ready with me? Uh, when she was getting her makeup done, they posted on TikTok this whole thing of her showing her getting ready. They know what they're doing. She's the new bad baby. Yes, a much, much badder baby, put it that way. Anyway, uh, oh, let's move on okay. to, uh, to Christopher Nolan. <laughs> uh, to director Christopher Nolan, uh, acclaimed director Christopher Nolan, who received yet another award. Oppenheimer, in fact, he just received an award yesterday uh, for Oppenheimer. And while uh, <laughs> accepting that award, revealed that he has some critics in strange places that he came sort of face to face with while he was doing a Peloton class. <laughs> is uh, really here is Christopher explaining the shock, <laughs> the shock he got while riding in a Peloton class. I was on my Peloton doing a, a high interval of some <laughs> I'm dying and the instructor said, started talking about one of my films and said, has anyone else seen this? Because that's a couple of hours of my life I'll never get back again. <laughs> hysterical that's yeah. so funny so he didn't he didn't mention the movie that the the instructor was critiquing it was not oppenheimer it was tenet and uh came out in 2020 um and some internet sleuths went back and actually found the class and the instructor her name is jen sherman and she basically i remember jen sherman when i was in the pandemic she's she was one a, of the ogs yeah yeah and um she in this class just said this move anyone see tenet it's trash I don't understand it. I need an instruction manual. Hysterical. I'm never getting everything that Christopher said. Well, now that she saw Christopher call out, <laughs> call her out. It's so funny. She's kind of, it's not, well, I won't say she's walking back. Here's what she said, inviting Christopher. I, I think she feels a little bad for having trashed his movie. I may not have understood a minute of what the hell was going on in Tenet. That went right over my head, but I have seen Oppenheimer twice. And that's six hours of my life that I don't ever want to give back. So, Mr. Nolan, I'm inviting you to come take a ride with me in the Peloton studio. You can critique my class. We'll have a great time. You'll sit in the front row. And I promise you, it'll be insult-free. Let me know. He should go and critique her class. He should. <laughs> he like, should you go. are a terrible <laughs> instructor. I'm not sweating. Look, let's be honest. That's not the, you know, he's not the only one, or she's not the only one, Jen, uh, that didn't like Tenet. It was very, it was convoluted it was long it was like the non-linear storytelling what are you so a peloton instructor 
but, but you know what I'm saying? The movie, it was difficult. It was, it it was, was a very difficult, difficult movie to and understand. I love it was Christopher long. Nolan movies. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. People Je- think Christopher Nolan's a god. I mean, he is like the most beloved director out there right now. Jen is smart because Peloton's having trouble. Mm-hmm. And what a smart thing to do to get people, to get eyeballs again. Good PR. Yeah, it's good PR. Okay, Indeed. taking a break. All right, when we come back, the January 6th anniversary uh, is tomorrow. And here is a shocking number for you. 25% of Americans believe the FBI was behind this and 20, that it was not an insurrection. 25%. How in the world is the number that large? Well, there is a reason. We will get into that when we come back. Well, Saturday will mark the third anniversary of the January 6th insurrection or Capitol riots. There are people who don't want to call it an insurrection, don't believe it was an insurrection, and even more than that. That's not shocking to me. I, we've known that since January 7th, that there are people who don't believe it's an, it's an insurrection. This is the part that is really shocking to me. A new poll that came out that asked people what they thought, true or false, that FBI operatives organized the Capitol attack. I've heard this theory out there. I didn't really think people were latching onto it. This number is stunning. A quarter of Amer- Americans, 25%, Definitely or probably true that FBI operatives. And when you add up the not sure, the majority of people in America um, smell. Don't Don't think think the FBI don't think the FBI passes a smell test. Right. That's unbelievable. I am. That number is unbelievable. It is staggering and (laughs) may say a lot about what's going to happen this year (laughs) when the election uh, rolls around. So. Why is this particular theory latching on with so many people? That's what we've got to get into. And does it pretend that some, uh, what's going to happen when the election rolls around in November? Right. Well, joining us uh, to discuss that is historian Alan Lichtman, who is a professor at, at the at American, American University. University in Washington, D.C. Indeed. We've had him on before yep. uh, talking about election-related matters. And he is joining us right now, Alan. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Hey, Alan. My pleasure. So first, uh, just your reaction to this poll. It is absolutely stunning. And you put your finger on the really troubling statistic, not just that 25% thought that the FBI probably or definitely was behind it, but 51% either thought Hmm. they were somewhat behind it or weren't sure. So a majority of the American people we're not denying the plain and obvious proven fact that the FBI had absolutely nothing to do with the January 6th insurrection. The only evidence that those who claim the FBI were instigators was some guy by the name of Ray Epps, who they saw at the uh, insurrection, who they claimed was an FBI agent. He wasn't. And he is, in fact, suing Fox News over this allegation. Look, what this proves is the potency of what I call the big lie, which has been a staple of authoritarians throughout history. If you say something loudly enough and often enough, and you have a big enough platform like Donald Trump does, then people will come to believe it. And here is the worst part of it, that social media and other influences make folks who latch on to phony, bogus ideas, impervious 
to any factual refutation because it all gets dismissed. Oh, they're just out to get us. It's just the deep state. It's the swamp. We don't even have to pay attention to any information that goes contrary to what we've come to believe. That was, that's what makes in our time the big lie so insidious and dangerous. But, Alan, what, what's really shocking to me is I, I get it when there are videos of an event um, that people could say were doctored and all that. We all watched live. We watched live on, tel on, on multiple platforms. I remember saying to you, do you see what's happening? It was live on every cable news channel. It was live on multiple websites where you could see all of this unfolding. If we can't believe something that we're seeing happen live, like, two points what on is that. there? Great point. What? Like, number one, it was the kind of the middle of the day. The vast majority of the American people did not uh, see it live. And those who, you know, uh, only tune into right wing media saw selected Jerry, uh, cherry picked uh, mm -hmm. footage, which seemed to show it wasn't a violent insurrection. But most insidiously, you got to listen to what Donald Trump said. He is very explicit about it. He said, don't believe your own lying eyes. Believe what I tell you. And that is truly frightening. I want to give you a take, and I want to get your reaction to it. I think a lot of this has to do with the attacks on institutions over the last five or six or seven years. And when I say attacks, we know there have been attacks from the right, but also attacks on the left. And what I mean by that is this. Look at what's going on with the court system right now. Um, the, um, Donald Trump is trying to delegitimize the court system because of prosecutions against him, because of what happened in with the Colorado Supreme Court. So on the right, they're trying to delegitimize the court system. On the left, the Dobbs decision comes down, which you know a lot of people disagree with, but it's not just disagreeing with the opinion now, it is trying to delegitimize the, the justices. Court, right. And when you start delegitimizing the presidency, the, the, the courts, then all of a sudden you don't hold them in that kind of esteem anymore and you think something sinister is behind them and it opens the door for people to say things like this and for people to believe it. What do you think? I agree with you that uh, attack on institutions opens the door for these kinds of outlandish conspiracy theories because it undermines trust. Who can you trust now? Who who holds legitimacy? Who holds the truth? And I think that is a crisis of our time. So I think you're onto something. I have to ask you this question. My understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you've picked the winner of every presidential contest since 1984, which is pretty amazing. So yeah, since we I was are nine. <laughs> uh, since when? Since I was nine, he said. Oh, okay, even better. So um, uh, the first primary is a week and a half away. Who do you think is going to win the election in November? Uh, how much you pay me for that prediction? You're like, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Ask me that, right? And I'm not ready to make a call yet because there's still so much that's fluid 
You know, what's going to happen with the economy? Will the government shut down? What's going to happen with the wars in Ukraine and the Middle East? Will the Republicans, I don't think they will, be able to pin a real scandal on Biden? A lot is still up in the air. But I can give you this insight. You know, there's all this grousing about Biden, and I can understand it, you know, even though I'm 76, he's even older than me, he's 81. But the Democrats' only chance to win is with Joe Biden running. I have the system, as you mentioned, the keys to the White House. On a level, I disagree with you. But then again, you've been picking this since you were nine, so I'm not getting in a fight with you. <laughs> hey, it's great having All right. you on again. Good to see you, Alan. Thank you for Love the insights. Love you guys. Talk to you Thank again. You. Really appreciate it. Thank you for helping us try to make sense of that poll. The number is still staggering. I thought, he was, gonna, I thought he was going to give us a prediction. Yeah, uh, well, take, you should have brought more money. Take it, <laughs> take it a break. All right, when we come back, Cat Williams has really really set off so many people in entertainment with this interview he did this week, calling out everyone from Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, Michael Blackson, and some people are starting to fire back. You're gonna see what Ludacris had to say about the criticism Cat Williams leveled at him. He did it in rhyme, at least, with some uh, cool music. You'll see it when we come back. TMZ's got every freaking thing! Big celebs, big stories, big events! Beyonce blew her speakers at her concert. That may not be exactly the term we want to put. <laughs> yeah, who's speaker? <laughs> it's TMZ! If you are black and you are in entertainment, Cat Williams probably had something to say about you, yeah. and most likely <laughs> negative. Not good. Uh, the interview he did this week with Shannon Sharp on his uh, Club Shay Shay podcast, he went after Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey. He went after Ludacris. He went after Michael Blackson. Ricky Smiley was the one that started all of it. Joe Rogan, he's not black, but he caught some flack too. Uh, <laughs> so he just went after everybody. Ludacris, I think, has had the best response yet. Uh, Kevin Hart did respond and was basically a plug for his upcoming movie. Smart on his part. We should explain, like... He just has beef with a lot of people. Like, what the beef is. Well, the beef, you know, the, the beefs range from stealing my jokes, from a uh, dispute about whether or not They're someone funny. else had his role, are they funny at all. But uh, Ludacris, I, I, here's what he said about Ludacris, and I think the Ludacris one is different because it wasn't just about professional things. He got very personal right. talking about his wife. And then here's what he said, and then we'll show you Ludacris' response. Are you related to uh, Luda? No. Um, so there was a crossroads where we were both invited to an Illuminati thing, and it had to be one or the other of us, and decisions had to be made. So it was both of us, we were equal. One of us had to cut off all their hair and couldn't do the sideburn thing no more with the points. And the next person they said was going to get $200 million because they were gonna pay him 10 million a movie to do 20 movies. And that's how the conversation happened. One of those persons turned out to be ludicrous and the other person turned out to be Cat Williams. <laughs> now, one person ended up with a light-skinned, ugly-faced wife. Oh, wow. Why would he do that? First of all, as soon as he goes, so we're both up for this Illuminati thing. Who is still buying all this? I mean, I will say Cat that was, Williams. That was terrible what he said at the end. Cat Williams hey, you guys is incredibly you entertaining. Want, but fans are really riding behind Cat behind this interview. They're comparing it to Tupac's hit him up the way he lit up everybody on the scene. Well, then maybe it's appropriate that uh, Ludacris responded in song. 
did a little freestyle, got in the studio last night. Here is his response to Cat Williams. They throwing shade because could never take my shine. I bring my watch collection on my jet. Let me take my time. Never been Illuminati, only Illuminati. And I only left with bitches when coming from any party. Now I'm married with kids, the evolution of life. Never been a clout chaser, never say for likes, R.I.P. John Singleton. You never have to flex when you earn every one of your Fast and Furious checks. Afro with the sideburns. Yeah, that's my signature. Addictions on the rise. Comedians, check your temperature. We've talked about this so much, about celebrities responding, that it just empowers the person right. who made the initial. Why here? Why I, are they responding? I think part of it is that Kat's interview has gotten so much attention that I think some people feel that there's uh, how yeah, do I he say? He went at there, a lot of people's integrity. You yeah, know? but you know, he, he dissed their honor. He dissed, the, you know, stealing jokes for a comedian. Like that's the worst thing you can do. Like that's their claim to fame. If you steal someone's joke and you get the credit for it and get famous off of it, that's the biggest slap in the face to a career. But the reality is that it's getting so much attention that they know responding to it is also going to get them more attention. Yeah, I, I, you know, I sometimes that. when it's a lesser thing that that isn't really bubbling up, there's no reason to respond. But this has bubbled up so much, it's like. But that assumes right, people are going to say what he's saying is the truth. And I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the celebrities care whether anybody else believes them or believes Cat. They just want to get in on the attention that's that's surrounding yeah, this whole okay. thing. Fair point. I'm Keisha from Burlington, New Jersey. Uh, Kevin plugged his latest Netflix movie for his response. He didn't care. Uh, Cedric more or less said, yes, I stole your joke and I need you to get over it. What they all have in common is that none of them yet to call Cat Williams a liar. Hmm. Hmm. And that's the common thing. That's, that's what people think. Okay. Uh, it's just the Illuminati thing. We got to take a break. All right. So when we come back, Tom Sandoval gets some sweet revenge, not on Ariana or any of his castmates, but a bakery. Yes, a bakery. We're going to talk about the death of a bakery here in Hollywood. A very famous one, and you're going to hear why Tom is dancing on their grave. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to TMZ Live. I'm going to take a moment, moment of silence. I'm really triggered by For this. the death of an institution here in Hollywood. And I will say, I, I'm being a little hyperbolic. You're not being hyperbolic at all. But sweet lady Jane is a bakery. And I know you're going to go like, why it's are we just talking a about bakery. a bakery? It's the bakery well, in it LA. it was the bakery in LA. Uh, they closed their doors this week. Ugh. And um, it came as a big Have shock. Have they not heard of Marie Antoinette, is what I want to know. Have they not heard about let them There's other cake. There's there are other cakes that can be eaten. You got to get over this. When it was announced this week, this guy stood up and yelled in the newsroom. They have this like triple berry cake, and this coconut cake that is from another world. So okay? a lot of celebrities, and it is true, it is an institution. A lot of celebrities were went online and went onto uh, on social media talking about 
how upset they were that, the, that Sweet Lady Jane was closing. Tom Sandoval is excited that they're closing. In fact, he is gloating about it. And we will tell you why in a second, but here's what he said. I never had a cake by Sweet Lady Jane. Your loss. That wasn't super dried out. Maybe people started to catch on. Also, to charge big money selling cakes using my name in negative, in negative sangs, I think that's a typo. Oh, whatever. <laughs> on it really hurt my feelings and almost pushed me over the edge. Good riddance. Ugh. So in the middle How of the scandal, at the height of scandal. I wasn't even upset with you until now. <laughs> now I'm upset. Now you're you. upset. You didn't care about the cheating no. on Ariana and any of that. Uh, they, had, they made a couple of cakes and they posted it on social media and said, Sandoval is a liar uh, and team Ariana. By the way, those are the triple berry cakes. I don't those believe him that it pushed cakes. him over the edge, but interesting that he's going. But look, no matter what you think of Tom Sandoval, he gets the last laugh here, right? I mean, the most popular bakery in LA has closed after 35 years. There were complaints. People had a wedding, have weddings this coming weekend and got an email from Sweet Lady Jane saying, Hi, sorry, due to, you know, circumstances beyond our control, we can no longer make your wedding cake, which your wedding is in three days from now. So now all these people are scrambling to get their wedding cakes. By the way, their wedding cakes, chef's kiss. Hi, all. This is Martin here from Las Vegas. And, you know, so much to unpack here. Let's think about the weddings. Let's think about a small business in this economy. We are in a recession. And for Scumdeval to sit here and to gloat, in a small business closing, that's horrible. I don't think that Sweet Lady Jane qualifies as a small business. It does, kind of. I mean, it was, I think they had a couple of locations, but it's still, it's hard to run a business like that. And was around for how long? I was not long enough. Let me die first and then five years. Okay, <laughs> I'm in the best years of my life now and I wanna have cake. <laughs> I'll bring you some cake. Gosh. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, moving on to Nikki Haley. Is there a way, <laughs> I'm gonna ask this question delicately, is there a, a no. good way nope. to play the nope. I have black friends nope. card? Or, nope. or whatever group? Nope, I was watching it last night. I almost fell off the sofa when I saw this. You don't think she did it subtly? So Nikki no. Haley, uh, during a, on CNN, they had a, a town hall in, uh, in Des Moines and they brought up the Civil War uh, debacle, I'll say. You remember uh, last week, when Nikki Haley was asked what started the Civil War, and she, she answered not, it without saying say slavery. slavery. She has explained that. She has apologized. But and the apologies have been awkward. It's been nine days, and so, she's never dug herself out of the hole. So she rolled out a different way to try and dig herself out of the hole. Arguably, she has dug herself even deeper by playing this card. I should have said slavery right off the bat. But if you grow up in South Carolina, Literally, in second and third grade, you learn about slavery. You grow up and you have, you know, I had black friends growing up. It is a very talked about thing. We have a big history in South Carolina when it comes to, you know, slavery, when it comes to all the things that happened with the Civil War, all that. I was over, I was thinking past slavery and talking about the lesson that we would learn going forward. I shouldn't have done that. I should have said slavery, but in... In my mind, that's a given that everybody associates the Civil War with slavery. 
Wait, hold, I mean, hold. she just kind of slipped it right in there. On. She's like, I, I, I had black no friends sense. growing up. Hold I, on. We, this, is not, this is not fair. The, the old trope, right, is that you'd accuse somebody of being a racist and they'd say, I can't be a racist. I have black friends. That's not what she's saying. It is kind of. She, no, she's not. She's, she's saying, saying I even my black these, friends talked about slavery. No, no, no. She's saying, I discuss, she when you grow up in South Carolina, you discuss slavery regularly and in even, fact, even I black with, friends with Even with my it. black friends. Even with my black friends. That's what she said, yeah, right? You guys, she, she said, you, she you, said you, even you with my black friends. This is really disingenuous. Look, Nikki I'm Kelly not, we're not being has a lot of apologizing what? to do, but this is disingenuous. It's it not just disingenuous. Is. What I heard her say was everybody in South Carolina talks about slavery growing up, even my black friends. Even black she, people. That's what right. she said. Even black people with whom no, I... But, I but, you guys, you guys are equating that with the old trope about I have black friends, therefore I can't be a racist. What she's saying is I had these discussions. It. I had them with my black friends, my white friends. I had them with people. Okay. That's not the same. So as she's heard the yeah. response to what she said last night, and her explanation for that, she said, was I was saying it as a, a badge of honor that I have black friends. Like it's – now, Jason – now, when you have to say that, that one, that one, I can't defend. No, <laughs> I want to can, can I just yeah. say one other thing? Because I, I just don't want to be quiet on this anymore. She said, "Okay, we You're talked about quiet? it. We talked about it so much in elementary school mm -hmm. that there's no need to say it again." That makes no sense. If you like, I learned about the Revolutionary War in in um, uh, in elementary yes, school, and and so what? I'm not going to talk about. What the revol What I learned about then? What I learned about then was factual. I'm not going to discard it and talk about. You something. talk about the Boston Tea Party all the time, but I'm not going to not talk about the Boston Tea Party because I learned because about it, learned in it in elementary school. school. It doesn't make any sense. If she learned it in elementary school because it was true, then say it again. Hi, my name is Iris Montgomery. I'm in Beaufort, Georgia. I used to live in South Carolina. I went to elementary school, middle school, and high school in South Carolina, graduated high school there. And with my white friends, we were not talking about slavery. So I don't know what this lady is talking about. <laughs> Jason, your retort. <laughs> uh, oh my yeah. God, that was great. Okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, Peloton getting out of the bicycle business? Yeah, it's happening. They are clearly pivoting to uh, try and keep up with the Joneses, what they're doing differently, and what they're kind of giving away, I'm really shocked about. We're gonna follow the money with our buddy Damon John when we come back. Well, Christopher Nolan will be happy to hear this. Uh, Peloton is getting out of the bike business, not completely out of the bike business. If you have a Peloton bike, like millions of people, you can still keep doing that. But sales have been They've been soft, um, and Peloton is pivoting in a big way, and they are now trying to be more of a fitness company and not just locked onto those bikes, which maybe what they've decided is that it's just too expensive, and they're not going to make enough money well, the selling other thing, the bikes. The other thing is, is when we were trapped in our homes, Peloton was pretty much the only option, and now, now they got to compete. And now you got to compete with the outside world, and it's hard to beat the outside world. And uh, they have some new partnerships to make that happen, uh, probably the biggest one being TikTok. How this is going to work out, though, as far as them making money? Well, well you know, when we talk money, we there's talk, one guy we got to bring in. Damon. Damon John, helping us follow the money for Peloton in this case. 
Damon, uh, how you doing, man? Welcome back. I'm doing well. Happy New Year's, guys. Hey, Thanks, Happy man. New Year. Happy New Year. I love the topic. We're all we're all going to be talking about health the first at least week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let, let's quickly let's get it in before people drop their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> so how does this work? How does it work for a company to, that really made a name for itself? You know, it reminds me of Netflix, honestly. It reminds me of yeah. Netflix where mm -hmm. they used to send us movies. DVDs. And now those? they're making them and they are king of the world. I mean, that is the parallel I see. Well, you know what? I, I think that first of all, you know, they lost 30,000 members in Q3. They went from $750 million to $600 million since their pandemic height. I think they're doing something. They're trying to evolve. I call this bourbon chicken, you know, over at uh, the mall, you know, I keep walking by and they keep saying, give me a sample, a sample, maybe I'll come back. But if they don't adapt, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what happened with Kodak. Kodak said, we're wow. only going to uh, pee people on a digital platform when most of their people are looking at their, their pictures on Shutterfly and Facebook. So they're trying to adapt. But at the end of the day, they have to have really great product because, you know, like I invested in Techno Gym because of somebody like me, I don't know how necessarily to work out without hurting myself. And I want to make sure that the product is king. So will they stop focusing on product and more thinking about a click funnel, a lead funnel to get people in? So what they're doing now, they're actually posting uh, some classes on TikTok. And I feel like they're that's sort of undercutting or at least what their program had been before where you had to pay for these classes. Now they're giving it away. How does that work as far as them making more money? Here's what they're figuring out. Listen, nothing is not working. They're losing, right? Let's go after a younger generation that's very viral. I was just talking to uh, Daisy here, who's a travel TikTok expert and Sally, and they are aware of of uh, the fact of how powerful it is. So what they're saying is, check us out. Will it lead people back? I'm not certain because TikTok definitely has a large, younger crowd who's about experiencing life. Um, but you know what? Will it maybe lead some other people back who are saying, I'm I'm intimidated about going to a gym and maybe I want to go back to my Peloton. Um, you know, so, but it basically what they're doing now is not working. And, uh, this new idea, this stock surged 14% last week. So, you know, maybe they're onto something. I'm confused about this. So is the idea that Peloton gives it away, does fitness classes on TikTok, hoping that they can entice people to get back on the bike at home? Is that the Or get new people on, on bikes, eventually. The idea is this, really, really simple, uh, Charles. Uh, they're dying. <laughs> and what they were doing is no longer working. What I'm thinking, and you tell me if I'm crazy here, they got a bike. It was novel what they did. Now that the pandemic's over and the outside, you can go outside, why don't they create a really cool bike that you can ride outside. I mean, like Schwinn used to be when I was a kid, or Jiffy, create a Peloton bike that you can take outside. So just make, make a cool, real bike. Make a but make it a cool feature bike because I, got, you, you know what? That is absolutely a genius well, idea. Hold on, I, think about hold on let him finish. <laughs> you like because he let said cool and genius? Yeah, let him finish. Don't interrupt, Dave. A, a bike is a bike. What do you mean? What no. cool feature are they going to put on it? Yeah, but think about that, you know, because if they're sucking wind in this area, maybe they should create other yes. extensions of their brand. Um, I remember I just bought, I saw, I saw this huge duffel bag. It was, it was, it, it's a Yeti duffel bag. It had nothing to do with holding in ice anymore, but it relied, I re related with outdoors and I just bought it because the brand extension. Right. I think 
Maybe they should just hire you, Harv. How about that? It just seems to make so much sense because it's like, you know, people are riding bikes outside a lot. And, you know, even and some like people aren't. But no, no, no. But even in big cities, what I would do is I would market it to consumers, but I would also market it, you know, the way um, like in beach communities that they have bike shops. I would make a deal with these bike shops so that they could rent cool Pelotons to people and make that the new business. I believe what they should do is get, uh, Harv, uh, your uh, wiring information and my wiring information <laughs> and send us a little something, something to start off the year. I think okay. so. Okay, all right, you, you two geniuses. I'm telling you, this is an idea. You two geniuses reinvent the bike. Great, great, great idea, and you know what? I didn't even need to be on this week. I think you came up with some really great <laughs> ideas before the year was starting. Hey, Damon, thank you very much. And I'm sure Peloton, thanks both of you geniuses. You're welcome, Peloton. Um, I'll I just be here on the sidelines. I, I have a techno gym I have no idea about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Damon, we'll see you next time, man. Thanks, Damon. <laughs> okay, we... <laughs> What? I mean, you interrupted him right in the middle of a sentence. That was an important sentence. You heard all you wanted to hear, which was genius <laughs> That's and what cool. I exactly. We're taking all a right. break. All right. Uh, when we come back, Oscar Pistorius, you remember that name? He is actually out of prison now after serving his time for murdering his girlfriend. What's next for him? Well, there are strings attached to this release, which are really interesting. Former Paralympian, uh, Oscar Pistorius, and uh, I think more infamously uh, convicted murderer, Oscar Pistorius, is now out of prison. You'll remember he was the South African Paralympian who was convicted of killing his girlfriend, Rena, where, um, where he shot into the bathroom yeah. saying that he thought it was a burglar, the jury did not buy it, and he served seven years. Yeah, uh, nine years. Nine years. Served nine years of a 14-year sentence, but he got out uh, today and is now out on parole uh, for, he'll be paroled for five years. You know what's interesting about this parole? He's not allowed to talk to the media. That I think is really interesting. That to me says they don't want him getting, the, they meaning the, the justice system in South Africa, they don't want him to become a celebrity again, and, right? Or the pleasure they know of telling people... his side of the story to rehabilitate that way, right. maybe. Right. Um, for the sake of uh, her family. Yeah. So. Um, I had not heard that ever as a condition to parole before here, but this is not America, obviously. So um, I just found that kind of interesting. It is. Hi, guys. This is Candace from Foxborough. Um, I remember when this happened being like a kid and watching him on Disney Channel, like featured, like it was such a, it was crazy when this all happened. And I think it's kind of strange, too, that he can't talk to anyone. But I, I just read that he was getting out and I'm like, Wow. What I thought about is it's been nine years. That just shocked me. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, Tina Howe from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, as far as Gypsy Rose, you know, I, I understand what she's been through a lot. It's it's very difficult. She's even said numerous times that she felt like there was no escape. So I kind of feel like until you've been in that situation, it's really hard to judge somebody until you've walked in their shoes. I just hope the best for her. I hope that she has a good support system at home. And I hope that, you know, she has people around her to help her, not only physically, but mentally as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and I got to say, she seems remarkably 
normal. Adjusted. I mean, yeah, Adjusted. it's yeah. like after what she's been through to I, see I her now, her. it's crazy. Yeah, I do wonder how much preparation was happening a lot before she a got out. A lot. Yeah. One more. Hi, Nakia from Los Angeles, and I am speaking about Cat Williams. Uh, one thing about Cat Williams in his interview, not only was it one of the funniest, Cat is one of the best storytellers. I think this interview, not only did we get a bunch of funny quotes, one thing about Cat, he stands in his truth. Everyone that he spoke about responded so fastly, I don't think that anyone was able to achieve that. So shout out to Shannon and shout out to Cat. We definitely um, got people she talking. She struck a nerve. Yeah. Take a break. All right, when we come back, Jeannie Mai celebrating her birthday. It has been a difficult year, obviously, but uh, she is feeling the chill and <laughs> loving it. <laughs> feeling the chill. Some people might call it a thirst trap. I think Jeannie would just say she's celebrating, finding some joy in the uh, amid her divorce. Some people, uh, after going through a divorce or still going through a divorce and turning 45, you might feel like, oh, this is not great. Jeannie Mai is celebrating. She does not feel that way uh, because she posted a whole series of photos, which some people would call thirst traps, not only because she is newly single, but she is celebrating. Her caption was very simple. It just said, because she can. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta That's why. That's I got why she posted, because she can. I gotta say. It looks great. There is an upside to divorce. <laughs> what? We have seen. Oh, I, my God. I mean, when you look at all whoa, these. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where is the upside to divorce here? There. What do you. What, how? She could post those when she's married. I know, but there's some. I, I, it, look at Tom Brady. Because he's going to get more attention. Tom Brady looks now. better than he's so ever looked. The upside is that you're going to get more attention from other people. Yeah, it's like an etch sketch. You start over again. Have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>